Hi, I'm Andrea, and you're listening to the Blooming Human Podcast. Colleen, and welcome to today's episode. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Colleen is the Partnership, Communication, and Inclusion Coordinator at Chantier Jeunesse, a Canadian nonprofit organization that fosters the development of youth while encouraging community development. Chantier Jeunesse organizes different volunteer projects to help young people increase their potential and gain new skills, all while discovering a new country or region. So, Colleen, before starting this interesting conversation with you, could you tell us more about your background and your role at Chantier? Sure. Um, actually, my journey with Chantier Jeunesse and its partners began more than 20 years ago when I myself, Chantier Jeunesse and its partners, the, the movement started about 100 years ago in Europe after World War One, And it was an opportunity for communities to rebuild and to come together um, to create uh, more harmonious ties between Germany and France. And so it's a movement that's become quite popular and expansive in Europe. And I actually had the opportunity to um, work on a project um, with youth in Estonia at a kids' camp uh, more than 20 years ago. And funnily enough, when I learned about Chante Jeunesse, I also found out that SDS was one of um, Chante Jeunesse's partners. So I was very thrilled that um, my professional career had come full circle in, in coming on board with Chante Jeunesse because it really meant that um, community engagement and getting involved in your community and enabling youth to make a difference um, was really both the start of my career and also I'm able now to give back in a new way. And if you had to describe the mission of this organization for someone that doesn't know about it, how can you describe it? Mm -hmm. I would say that what we aim to do is we aim to bring together youth and communities in projects that enable personal growth and de development on the part of youth, uh, enables communities to develop new projects for the, um, for, for the broader uh, population, but also it's about forging new ties between a community and the youth themselves to create or something, something that's sort of, uh, there's a certain synergy that happens where uh, it really makes an impact on um, how you see uh, community uh, and everything else that you do, everything that we do, whether it's um, signing a petition or uh, having a conversation with someone in the street really brings a, a, a new meaning. Yeah. And I think that when people say that the youth uh, is the one making changes and um, and maybe involving, uh, getting more involved in the community to change some things, I think that's totally Totally right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think, too, that there's a lot to be said about it's not just about a community that brings forward a project. It's about co-creating that project together with the youth um, that want to be involved in it. Because I know from my own experience at Chante Jeunesse, we're often inspired and learning so much from projects like yours, Andrea, um, where we're like, oh, wow, we never thought about this, this is great. Um, how much further can we take this? And, and what kind of impact is it going to have? Let's explore this. So it's about giving space to, um, to the voices of youth and the ideas of youth to be able to bring those changes to communities as well. 
Yeah, um, I know sometimes uh, we we tend to talk about sustainability as it was just only environmental sustainability, but sustainability is really at the core of these organizations. And we forget that empowering our communities, empowering the young people and making sure we all have access to our basic needs, all while being respectful to the environment is very important. So in this case, how does Chantier Jeunesse uh, see sustainability? That's a great question. Um, I, I think that we're evolving in our thinking and certainly um, the impacts of our activities and what we do and what we promote on both environmental, environmentally and socially are critical because the four uh, main pillars of our work are around projects that are for seeking environmental change um, in a cultural in cultural settings, looking at social relations and also heritage. And because this movement has been around for a hundred years, we also understand that if we want this to continue, we need to have a long-term vision and understand that even um, small gestures, like the purchases that we make for our projects have a tremendous impact. And so one of the things that we've actually done in the last year, we've created a guide on sustainable purchasing. And so that helps to guide not only our own planning in terms of how we um, uh, plan our meetings and bring people together, but we're also offsetting carbon footprints if there's um, any travel to be involved. And certainly when we're putting together our group projects, uh, thinking about the short-term and long-term impacts is, is critical to, to any decisions that we make and how we choose which projects we're going to be involved in. Because it's also important to the youth, I think, that, that who are participating is to understand how what they're doing is making a difference. You don't just want the project to finish, for example, on the last day that you're in the community. You want to make sure that you can go back and visit this maybe 25 years later and, and see how um, the project has blossomed or, or what it's what kind of difference it's making still. Yeah, and talking about uh, environmental sustainability, um, this year Chantier Jeunesse created a volunteer program in partnership with uh, WWF Canada to empower young people to make a difference for the environment while developing leadership and environmental skills. So this is called the Eco Leadership Program. And I'm very proud to share with you all that the Blooming Human podcast is in part brought to you thanks to the support of Chantier Jeunesse and WWF Canada. And I'm very grateful that these organizations are seeing the potential in youth uh, to change how things are done related to uh, environmental sustainability. So maybe you can explain to us uh, what is the eco-leadership journey and why it was created? Sure. So the eco-leadership journey, um, it, it, it's a fabulous partnership because it brings together uh, what's great about our um, Chantier Jeunesse's social entrepreneurship projects and what's great about some of the WWF programs like shoreline cleanups, like um, urban biodiversity projects and more. Um, so the foundation was um, one of Chantier Jeunesse's main programs since 2017 has been social entrepreneurship projects. So it's when uh, someone, like a single person or a small group of youth, like yourself, Andrea, have an idea for a project, but maybe don't quite know where to start, where to find some money to make it happen. 
Uh, and, and essentially what we do at Chante Jeunesse is pro provide both the training and guidance to get your project up and running, to create a project plan. But we also provide a project, um, some pro project funding to be able to um, get it off the ground. And so paired with that, we, um, in working with uh, WWF as a part of the Eco Leadership Project, we're also bringing aspects of environmental impact at, at the heart of that um, social entrepreneurship project model, because we're able to see, okay, how do we know we're making an, an impact, a meaningful impact um, on the environment, on biodiversity? Well, WWF has those ways of measuring it. They have the expertise to be able to look at a project and say, you know, it might look really great, but here's some improvements you might wanna make so that we can have an even bigger impact. And uh, was this the first time that uh, Chantier Jeunesse partnered with an, uh, an environmental organization? Yeah, it's been really exciting. So this has been our, this is actually, you You are part of our pilot project, Andre. Um, <laughs> it's so, a great pilot project. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've learned a lot and we're really looking at exploring how do we take this further. What it has really shown us is a lot of um creativity and uh, innovation in how to address um, these kinds of questions in urban biodiversity and in shoreline cleanup um, in, a, in an imperfect way. So for example, some projects have really focused then on um, raising public awareness around a particular issue, waiting for the spring thaw when maybe there'll be more of an interest to get involved in the project to go in and do some shoreline cleanup. Or um, we've also been hearing about some projects which are creating seed libraries, for example. That's a great timing to do that in, in the autumn and the winter, preparing for, you know, the projects that are actually outdoors, planting, etc., um, in the spring and summer. And the other aspect of, of doing this during COVID is that, well, sometimes these are the perfect ways for youth to be like yourself to be still involved in making a difference but in different ways it doesn't always have to be as a part of a group we can still make a difference or plant the seeds pardon the pun um, to be able to uh, create new projects once we're again able to meet with others uh, to be working together outside and as you said uh, i think uh, having this program during the last year um i think it it pushes all of volunteers to to get more creative it has and it's been really really inspiring uh, and so it's really forced us to adapt to the situation but we're really learning lessons that we're going to be able to carry forward uh beyond uh 2021 of course. Um, I know uh, Chantier Jeunesse has been at least in Canada for 40 years, right? If I'm not mistaken. That's right. So in, in this uh, many years, what has been the impact so far of Chantier Jeunesse in the communities, in the environment um, around the world? Uh, would you have maybe some project samples that were really revolutionary? Yeah, well, one of the most notable examples in the 40-year history of Chantigenes has perhaps been our um, partnership with the municipality of Saint-Thérèse. Um, so back in the day, uh, there was a large area in the municipality that is a former dump, uh, for, all, uh, for lack of a better word. And so... Over time, every summer for four weeks, so at least two groups of 10 people have gone and done cleanups, for example, over the course of, and over the course of time, 
um, that project has developed from not only a cleanup, but developing a park uh, and a garden and an area and a space for members of the community to come together. So it's now called the Jardin des Sources uh, in Saint-Thérèse, and it's quite close by to a senior's residence, for example. And what we've learned is that actually that's a critical meeting space for seniors now. So what was once a dump has now been uh, transformed into a community space. And so it's met some goals of not only um, social development, but environmental development as well. So that's a really great example. And I think that that's something that I think we want to aspire to in all of our work. Uh, how do we work with youth and work with communities so that what is a single idea and maybe some small steps really has a very significant impact um, many years down the road. Yeah, wow, that's that's very inspiring. And I think that that example that you, you took <laughs> resumes perfectly what Chantier Jeunesse's mission is. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think um, one, one of our challenges is going to be coming out of COVID. Um, you know, we've seen, we've actually been in, innovating a lot uh, based on our project model because typically we will put together a group of, or welcome a group of about 10 youth and send them into a community like Saint-Thérèse. And of course that hasn't been possible, but we've been experimenting with some other models like meeting online. And we've been taking the opportunity to really explore, well, what kind of other um, projects can we co-create with communities? And so we've been focusing on ones with environmental impact, but also um, social togetherness. So working with, for example, um, retirement communities and bringing youth and um, members of retirement communities together to create, you know, stronger intergenerational ties. So I think that that's another success uh, in sort of a time that's been more difficult for us all. Um, we've really seen some some bright lights and we're really hoping to build on those in the coming years. Of course. And I'm sure our listeners here are uh, in Quebec are, are, are hearing about these examples and maybe they would want to know more about how can they start a project with you or um, are, is your, are your volunteer projects just open for Quebec or is it for all provinces in Canada? What volunteer possibilities uh, can we have in Chantier Jeunesse? That's a great question, Andrea. Um, so we are actually active um, across Canada now. So initially, 40 years ago, Chante Jeunesse was really focused on exchanges from within Quebec and around the world. Now we've, we are expanding that to include Quebec and across Canada. We are facilitating um you know, the participation of youth from across Canada as a part of the Canada Service Corps program, which is funded by the Government of Canada. Uh, and so that is sort of a core aspect of what we do now. And we still facilitate uh, exchanges internationally as well with projects that are happening in Europe and Asia um, and, and, else, and around, uh, in South America, principally. Uh, so to get involved, uh, so there's sort of the group projects that youth can join or become a part of as a stepping stone to thinking about what is it that I could propose to do, or if you have your own idea, you could also propose a social entrepreneurship project. And the best way to find out about all of these different possibilities is really to visit our website, which is at cj.qc.ca. 
or to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, that's a great way to also find out about some of the individual stories um, and examples that are proposed to kind of get your, your thinking going around, well, what kind of needs do I see in my community and, and what kind of difference can I make? So it's getting involved in those projects and something else that we're just starting that I might mention as well is that if you want to know a little bit more about, well, what are my needs what, um, or what are my values? What kind of a difference can I make? We're actually looking at offering some workshops. Um, so think about maybe inviting us to your school or to your community organization, and we can help you maybe work through some of these questions so that you can really better understand, well, what is it that motivates me? Um, what are the opportunities? Who do I need to speak with in my community to explore the possibility of making a difference in the way that I um, see that matches what I want to do? Uh, so that's that's something else that we're looking forward to doing. Amazing. So there are tons of possibilities to uh, volunteer with Chantier Jeunesse and I encourage everyone to go check their, their website and their social media channels because they are different uh, possibilities for you to start uh, be more involved in your community. Uh, thank you very much, Colleen, for sharing the incredible work Chantier Jeunesse and its volunteers are doing, not just in Canada, but across the world. And before we end this episode, would you have some small advice for us on how to be more involved in our communities, maybe on how to start volunteering? Sure. I, and, and I think that that's a, that's a great question because I think the nature of um, how we see volunteering is changing and in, in a good way because I think that it, making a difference is, is just the small steps and we can't forget the small steps because they are so important right now. It can be as imperceptible as, again, having a conversation through masks and social distancing. It can be in um, signing a petition to see some change at the municipal level. It can be in um, making some food at, at your own house and dropping it off um, at a food bank or at a soup kitchen. Um, these are just small ways that you can begin your own journey um, in, in making a difference in community development and in being involved in your community. That's very helpful. Uh, thank you, Colleen. And I will leave all of Chantier Jeunesse's uh, social media channels and website in the description box of this episode. But um, Colleen, is there anything else you would like to add before we end it? Just a thank you to you, Andrea, for um, both the hard work that you're putting into uh, The Blooming Human and for your invitation today. I think it's really great that uh, we're able to talk like this, but also I'm thrilled to see just how much um, what you are saying is making an impact um, on others. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks again, Colleen, and thanks everyone for listening to us today. That was it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it and learn something new. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and check our website for more tips and information on how to live sustainably. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, network, so we can grow this community. Thank you and until next episode. Bye.